One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. Uh, first things first, I want to say thank you for coming back to the Glovers Cast after last uh, midweek's shambolic episode that uh, ended in farcical circumstances. I'm delighted to say that we are hopefully back to full fitness this evening. We have conducted our pitch inspections and I think we are good to go. I'm Ben. How you doing? Thank you for coming back to us. Uh, joining us as ever is Ian Perkins. Ian, how's the Wi-Fi, sir? Yeah, I think it's Okay. Fingers you crossed. tell me. You tell me. Okay, we're <laughs> going to have to go. It's been a touch and go this week. The team's calls have been a little bit, a little bit blurry, uh, but yeah, seems okay right now. Okay, right, fine. Wi-Fi problems seem okay for Ian. It wasn't Wi-Fi problems for Dave. It was power issues for for Dave. Dave, how's the power doing? Dave, pa- oh, poor fella's been sat in the pitch black for like three days. No power. No nothing. But it's cold. What are we going to do? We'll have to go with that. We'll have to go we'll with that. We'll just have to do it with that. We'll, we'll have to do it with it. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So just the two of us, we can make it if they try. Just the two of us, you and I. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about Wheelston. We kind of touched upon it, um, uh, didn't we, last time around? And to be honest with you, um, 
Yeah, in amongst the farcical situation that was the back end of the uh, last episode, we kind of assumed the game would be off, and it was. It was off at a fairly reasonable time, one o'clock. Got to one o'clock, we all went, it's not going to happen, is it? And they went, no, it's not going to happen like it, is it? Um, anything we can really say on Wheelston didn't happen, was probably never going to happen, will have to happen at some point in the future. I think that that covers it, yeah. I did a lap on that day, I did my walk. Uh, around the club, very icy on the um, the pathway through uh, when you cross over Abbey Manor through the traffic lights. So super slippy, and sort of that was for me. That was the indication that there's no way the game's going to go ahead because obviously this ice has not been cleared up from the weekend in the anticipation of supporters. Uh, <laughs> and any supporters who'd run on that would have, you know, where there's a blame, there's a claim. Is that not council-owned land now? Should they have had the gritters out? I think they own it, but it's up to the football club to... Oh, I see. ...do what they want with it. Right. Get your salt out. Mm. Get under Tesco's. Get your rock salt. You'd have needed more than salt, mate. They could have done with those colour gas things and the hot air. (laughs) (laughs) Get your leaf blower out, Phil. Get your leaf blower out. Yeah, there's lots of leaves there as well, actually. So two birds with one stone. There you go. Everyone chipping in. Um, so <laughs> not quite wrapping up the uh, um, last episode because we finished with a question that I had to answer solo. And so I'm going to yeah. start this episode with a GCQ. <laughs> okay, sounds good. From Joey Chinnett from the last episode, because I think it was worthy of some proper attention. If you guys were a boy band, and that includes Power Cut Dave, what would you be called? What would you wear? And what music would you play? And I'll add to that by saying, and why is it the absolute plebs? Yeah. Yeah. The three plebs, the three absolute plebs. Yeah. What kind of music? See, I, I'd want to, I'd want to do some sort of, I'd want guitars involved. Okay. I, I would make a play for power ballads. Okay. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd want to be on driving CDs. Journey-esque type. It, yes. That's yeah. where I'd want to be going. Yeah. Okay. Outfits then, sort of glam, glam rock. Yeah. Or do yeah, we I... go full on kiss, like face mm. paint? I'm thinking more Nickelback, double denim. Oh, no, Ben. Why? <laughs> we all just want to be dressed like stuff. Nickelback. Make it happen. I hey. think we need to go more, more down the the glam, like Motley Crue. Oh, biker jacket stuff all that way. Yeah. Bit more of that, a bit more leather jacket. Yeah. Okay. Die liner. Die liner. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm in amongst the wife's makeup bag right now. I have I have some blush here. It's about the best I can do. <laughs> um, what's this? This is uh Matt Foundation. Can I have some of that? Yeah. Matt Worthington uh, Foundation. Matt Worthington Foundation and um Daisy by Mark Jacobs. Not sponsored. Um but... <laughs> that'd be a sponsorship, wouldn't it? If Mark Jacobs is listening, Mark, mate, get in touch. Perfectly reasonable. can play up front. I hope so. hope so. So what was the question? So the, the whole away from the makeup situation. So what would we be called? The absolute plebs. Absolute plebs, yeah. What would you wear? I think we're going down your route of Motley Crue-esque. Yeah. And what music would you play? We're going for the rock power ballads. Power ballads, yeah. Great. Great. Uh, what, yeah. Instrument, what instrument are you playing? Are you the singer? I'll play uh... guitar. Dave's okay. Dave's deaf. I don't hold much hope for his um, participation. <laughs> he can play the drums. He can play the drums. Like, I think I'm. Um, 
I think that makes me sing it. Great. As my history as Shaggy would uh, have me <laughs> uh, go for. There we go. Right. Thank you, Joey. I promised we would get that GCQ in. So we've got the GCQ in right at the start. Fantastic. Right. Um, we'll attack any other GCQs that may arrive between now and the, the end of the episode. So with Wheelston, do we need to talk, say anything else about Wheelston? It's kind of done. Um, it's worth noting there were some games that were deliberately postponed until the Wednesday. And then they all got caught off. <laughs> they all didn't happen anyway. So everyone's best efforts. Everyone tried to play on Tuesday or Wednesday. And, well, yeah, nothing happened. Eastleigh versus um, uh, Eastleigh Barnet didn't happen. Scunthorpe Halifax did happen. And Scunthorpe got an away win. Yeah, the day they were taken over. Yes, against Halifax, which means now there's a win. massive win, which means there is only now one club in the division without an away win. Who's that? Um, they've got seven away draws. Oh. No one in the division has more than seven away draws. Oh, okay. It's good. I think I might know. I think I might yeah, know. They, they haven't scored many on the road. Just the eight <laughs> goals. <laughs> Did you see our friends down the road who um, caught their game off 45 minutes before it was about to kick off? The, se- the uh, seagull botherers? Yeah. Yeah, that was poor form, wasn't it? That was. And poor, also poor, I think it was Froome and AFC Totten. Oh, dear. Who uh, all the Froome players turned up to play. And the game was off and the pitch was frozen. And there was no AFC Totten players there because they had all been told that the game was <gasps> off. No. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's out of order, that. Yep. Bang out of line. For me, the cat's done nothing wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Other 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 Scottish footballer news, Duncan Ferguson is now a vegan. He is. After becoming manager of Forest Green Rovers, which we were asked about in the manager's presser. We were. Well, I wasn't, particularly. <laughs> Mark Cooper was asked about Forest Green Rovers in the Yeovil Town press conference. Yeah. Took up nearly 45 seconds of a nine-minute conversation. Big dunk. There you yeah. go. Well, yeah. I, I, it doesn't feel like... Well, now we're a Yeovil Town podcast talking about Forest Green Rovers, Ben, because you've taken I, us down this route. I'm a I, um, complete hypocrite, aren't I? There's no other yeah. way around it. I couldn't think of a less suitable person. Like those seem to be like polar opposites. Yeah. Like, you, big Dunk loves a burger, I reckon. Well, a big Big Dunk feels like he's only one step away from cannibalism, let alone eating meat. <laughs> and he's going to, uh, yeah, he's going to lead a bunch of vegans. Okay, cool. Right. Um, do we need anything else? I feel like I'm already stalling about the week that's just been. Anything else about Wheelston that Tuesday? Um, you hadn't left the house yet. No, no, not this time. I was quite, I was tucked up. Uh, I think there was a bit of a, there's been a few referee accounts, hasn't there, on mm. social media? Yes. Taking pops. Um, a couple of former officials as well, and uh, and a couple of referee support organisations. Um, we aren't the only ones, are we, to have thrown referees under the bus this past 10 days or so. I'm a teeny tiny bit disappointed it wasn't asked actually in the press conference whether or not any of the language has been, for want of a better word, regretted over the last few days. What do you, what do you think? What do you think, Ian? Do you think that we regret any of the, the uh, emotive language we've used? I hope so. I, I mean, the two first, the first two rules of the Glover cast were broken, weren't they? We, yeah, we, <laughs> we uh, blame the ref, and we should have slept on it, and you know, taken a bit of time to reflect on it. I think, mm. 
but I don't. I guess we don't know what external factors there are in you know behind the reasoning of um, that level of reaction. In terms of obviously, we're going through a takeover process. We still we? see we we've not heard anything for a little bit, and no one's asked anything um, about it. But um, until someone says we're not in a takeover process, we are still going through a takeover process, and the club have played one match at home in 2023 and you know the end of the month january has been a long month hasn't it the end of the month and i don't know we're we're evidently not a club blessed with money and with one game when our revenue is match day you know the bulk of our revenue is going to come through match day um you know i imagine that people are sweating it a little bit because (laughs) What's going to pay the bills? Yeah, imagine we have to dip into that 2.8 million quid the council gave us to solve uh, a few quandaries this month. Um, and then yeah. we're only going to have one more game. You know, the 30, the, the Wealdstone game is the 31st. So, you know, that's... That's the know, payday. That's payday for me. If that's payday for <laughs> everyone at the football club as well. You know, two home games. Mm. One of them, obviously, a load of people there. I can't imagine we're going to see a bumper crowd on Tuesday night. but. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and, and so I wonder if the desire and the determination to get the game on was also, you know, there was reasons behind, you know, the overreaction at the cancellation. I think we handled, we handled Wealdstone much better. Yeah. But I think it was one of these ones that was blindingly obvious that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And there's still snow on the ground. A yeah. week after it's no, yeah, yeah. I think it's worth noting as well. We had a um, we had a DM on the Facebook. Um, I won't say the name because I, don't, I haven't cleared it with them. If it's okay to talk about it, but they did slide into the Glover's Gas DMs and just said that actually there's there's other aspects that we hadn't considered with regards to defrosting pitches and the element that you can get the the, the top level, the top inch of of pitch fine. But if under that is still rock hard and frozen and compacted down, someone hits their head, there's real concussion um, uh, implications. And that has to be uh, sort of noted. And you have to kind of make sure that everything down further is actually defrosted. So I hadn't even given that consideration when talking about spotlights and heaters and all the rest of it. It's you're not just trying to get the the the, the top layer defrosted. You're trying to make sure actually enough of the ground is workable that it's not going to cause any injuries. And somebody, again, God, I wish I wish I wrote this stuff down. Uh, somebody said on Facebook, Anthony Barry got injured badly, 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 badly um, on a frozen pitch, basically. And it, it cost him a large amount of time. And I hadn't, I hadn't really considered it to that level, but it's a, a really valid point. Yeah. And especially when you think the end of the pitch that was frozen is where the goalkeeper throws himself around. <laughs> yeah. And he has been a lot this season. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you you wouldn't want that. Imagine if you fell and, I mean, we talk about concussions, but what if you just simply put your shoulder out, diving outstretched, you land a bit awkwardly, it's not got as much give as it used to. Yeah. yeah. I put my shoulder out getting out of bed. That's not good. Are you okay? No, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I do it all the time. Every morning. So. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. You. Um, I thought, you, thought you were actually injured then. No, no. Goodness me. No. Good job we're not in goal against Dagenham, really, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not in goal. Um, I'm too short to be a goalkeeper. 
the uh, see the we found other things. The Ultramum chairman. Oh, was yes. live what? on the radio. What a novel what? idea! But what a nice guy. Yeah. Did you did you, uh, did you have a chance to actually listen to it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. They just rung him, and so like on air, the phone was just ringing, <laughs> like it was just ringing and ringing and ringing. And then he goes, "Hello." He goes, "Oh, sorry, you're on air with Radio Alt." He goes, "I've always got time to talk to you, lads." <laughs> we should try. Should I try it? Have a go. Have a go. Give him a bell. Have a go. Uh, I can't. I've got. I've got this new. This new phone and doesn't plug into the mixer. Oh, what a shame. Otherwise, you would have done. Definitely. I would, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Um, but <laughs> apparently, our frost covers are too good. Frost covers are too good. How nice was he? He was just so good. Like, they were surprised at how good they were. <laughs> okay. What a lovely bloke. Mm. He's, 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 he's a really nice fella. I like him. I would listen yeah. to more interviews with him. Um, yeah. Well, I like him. Spend a bit of time listening to Radio Alty. He's I'm made up. it to Penn Mill Station. He made it all the way. <laughs> To Penn Mill Station. He'd got the train. And he, right, had, he was listen. still nowhere near Hewish Park. He wasn't even <laughs> he wasn't it, even but, on the minibus. Like he wasn't on the 52-seater minibus. He'd made all that effort and paid all that expense. Because I, I wonder what a, a train from Altrincham to Yeovil is. If he's from Altrincham, I presume he's from Altrincham. Well, he said uh, that he traveled to the Altrincham game from London. So I wonder if he's more London-based. Okay. So maybe he'd station. come... Oh, okay. oh, no, no, because the route, the track's knackered, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway he, he made it to Pet Mill. He could have just gone down to Spoons or Casper's and, you know, spent a little bit of time there. Rubbish. But, yeah, I thought that, you know, I thought that was... Um, <laughs> he seemed to... And I think them as a club seemed to have just... They've been quite quiet about the whole thing, but they were yeah, super they were. rational about, yes. <laughs> well, that's it. The referee's done it. Can't do anything. And, and Mark Cooper today in his press conference, um, one of the things he said was, um, obviously, we want to play, but we can't do anything about it. It's out of our hands as a playing staff, and we just have to get on with it, was his, the line in his press conference today. Yeah, I mean. He's had a few sleeps. He has had a few Raw 2s, hasn't he? So definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, I think, have we done Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've nothing done... else has happened this week either, has it? No, we've done 19 minutes when we thought we were going to get nine. So that's a good start. <laughs> um, it is time to look ahead to um, Saturday. Now, it's first worth noting that we have got a little conversation with Terry, a Dagenham fan. That'll be coming up in a moment. But off the back of an official Met Office weather warning for the southeast of England, which includes, um, is it an amber? What is it an amber weather yeah, warning? It's, it's amber. That's what I think. That's what I sent you, wasn't it? The yeah. um, where is it? Yeah, Met Office amber weather warning. Uh, just that uh, it's going to be cold again. It's going to be really. very, very chilly. So it's one of those weird ones though, where the weather, when you look on like the actual BBC or the Met Office website, it doesn't tell you it's going to be that cold. But then, like, it's going to be cold pretty much everywhere. Everywhere except Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Um, so we thought we need, we, need, we need boots on the ground here. So what we thought we'd do is we decided to open our own Met office uh, uh, in the London area. And we can, I believe, head live now to Marcus. Marcus, are you there? How's the weather looking in Dagenham? 
Hello, this is Marcus Duncombe, live from the Glover's Cast's meteorological hub in London, and I can report it's still quite cold. Over the next 48 hours, the London borough of Barking and Dagenham can expect highs of 7 degrees Celsius, with a 3.7% chance of precipitation. On Saturday, the forecast is for light northwesterly winds and three big points for the mighty Glovers. Back to you in the studio. Thanks, Marcus. Now, with your traffic and travel, it's Ian Perkins. Um, no, joking aside. Um... I was going to say, I haven't got any. <laughs> There's loads of traffic lights in Yeovil. This... <laughs> Don't go into Yeovil through Ilchester Road. It's a nightmare. You could have started that sentence a lot earlier. Don't go into Yeovil. Um... <laughs> hey. There is, there most is other. Most of our listeners are from Yeovil. Like, first is Chard. Right. You know, most of our listeners are from Yeovil. <laughs> there, there, there are nice things about Chard. There is at least one route out. Yeah, well, why'd you um, say that? Um, tickets. Let's talk ticket news instead. Um, you okay. are encouraged to buy in advance because Me? they're having no. What, well, anyone? Are you going to Dagenham? No. Kate is okay. working. Right. If you are going to Dagenham, by in advance because it is and i quote the daggers celebrate diversity day which mm. means there are advanced ticket prices for just 9.99 when purchased ahead of schedule concessions are 4.99 young adults that's anyone between 17 and 21 are 4.99 if you are a junior or an under 10 it's diddly squat but you need to buy in advance free for under 10s um and the green and whites are traveling up on the day get in touch with them via all the usual um yeah place but buy your tickets in advance for Dagenham now we're going to talk a little bit about Dagenham because there might be some football to actually talk about in yes. a moment or two but you you've got the inside scoop you mm. spoke to Big Tell from Dagenham yeah. um, I spoken to Terry from the Cockney Buy Rights podcast last night uh yeah it's all going all right up there but yeah listen to Terry and uh, we'll talk Dagenham on the other side shall we Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I'm delighted to welcome back Terry from the Cockney Buy Rights, back to the Glover's cast. Welcome back, Terry. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, I think the last time we played you, you absolutely battered us and we managed to nick it 1-0. Uh, how yep. how has the season gone since since that day at Hewish Park? Well, it's been a bit up and down to be honest. Like most of this season, has it's uh, it's not been brilliant. We've been pretty inconsistent. But then again, we've just basically got into the playoffs uh, after Tuesday's night uh, Tuesday night's result against Bromley. So yeah, considering we're not playing brilliantly and 
we haven't been at our best, uh, we somehow find ourselves in the playoffs. So, you know, it could be a lot worse. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely could. Um, in previous seasons, you've sort of been, you sort of been just outside the playoffs, and then it seemed like you've about to make a late spurt and just missed out on it. Are you? You're right in the thick of it at the moment. How are the nerves? Are you confident, or is a blip round the um, corner? That this is Dagnum. That I'm, I'm never confident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never confident at all because you don't know what team's going to turn up, and uh, I've I've been bitten too many times. Even even back in the old days when uh, when we won the conference, like way way back when, 2007, and well, God knows how long ago that was so long ago um <laughs> even then when we were like so many points clear and it was pretty much a foregone conclusion we were like not until it is actually written in stone are we going to start celebrating because yeah we just you just don't believe it until it happens so i'm taking nothing for granted we've had a decent result yesterday again we should have won but, you know, we got a draw, Bromley. It's not bad. They're up there with us. Um, but I would not be surprised <laughs> come Saturday, a completely different Dagnum team turn up. You, I don't know, you'll come and probably defend really, really well and it'll either end up as a draw or you could easily just nick it 1-0. I mean, that that's the sort of way things go with us. So... Yeah, um, yeah, really confident. <laughs> I, I, I noticed earlier in the season you had some quite like really high-scoring games, both for yourselves and against. It seems to have calmed yeah. down a little bit as of late. Uh, we had a we had a really really bad start to the season with um, injuries. Um, we brought in. I think the only players that we brought in uh, to start the season were all defenders, and they all got injured. Um, so we were struggling. We've, we've now got um, Harry Phipps, who's he's been out. Oh, he's been out for a hell of a long time. But every season he's picked up a bad injury, and he's been out for months and months and months. And we keep giving contracts because he's 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 got so much ability. He's got so much like he's going to be a fantastic player. But because of his injuries, it's yeah, it's it's been a struggle. But this season he's got into the team, and we've been playing it well. It, we bought him as a midfielder, a centre midfielder, and because of all the injuries, he's a very tall bloke anyway, and he's quite muscular. We stuck him back in centre as centre back. Um, no one can dislodge him from the team now, so you know it's that's worked in our favour. But now, of course, we've got a lot of um, injuries. A lot of players who have been injured are actually coming back. So, yeah, in well, it, it looks like and it feels like it's all going to plan. But as I said, this is Dagnum and anything can happen. <laughs> you've got um you've got a few players who can stick it in the net. Are they uh, fit and firing ahead of the weekend? Well, um but the the one I would say to watch out for, um, depending how you're gonna play against us, um some sort of because like, if you come and defend, we're gonna find it very hard to break you down. But one way we can either do it is is from the wings or having the ball over the top and um Josh Walker at the moment, he's in, he's in some form. Um, one on ones with goalkeepers, he's he's putting them away. So, yeah, he's he's the danger. We've also got McCallum, who's um, sort of he's only just come back from injury and he hasn't been starting all the time. 
But um, if he plays, obviously he's a he's a big threat. He's also a big threat for us because um, he did score that own goal for you against <laughs> us. So uh, yeah, uh, there is Dan. Of course, we've got Junior Marias as well and Moles Western. So yeah, attacking wise, yeah, we sh- we should be pretty fine. And and defensively, we're getting better. But um, I would say Josh Walker would be the one to watch out for. Yeah, I think he he impressed me when you played us at Hewish Park. Just had a lot of pace about him, and yeah, he, he seemed to stretch our defence quite a bit. Yeah, he, he can be on his day. He's he's but he's probably the best finisher at the club. So yeah, we're we're yeah, I'm really pleased that we got him, and, and we've had him for a couple of seasons now. He's uh yeah, he's a decent player. I do like him a lot. That that says something with uh, McCallum in your squad as well. So <laughs> well. well that's it. I mean, yeah. When you when you got someone like that, he, he only needs one chance. You know, he can do nothing all game, and um, you now the crowd will be on his back, and they'll be, oh, you don't jump for the ball, you're lazy, McCullum, and then yeah, one bit of magic, and bang, one new up, and we take all the points, and everybody loves him again. So yeah, <laughs> that's what it's all about. When you got a striker, that's you know, yeah, you we rely on him a lot. To be fair. We, as Yeovil Town supporters, cannot relate to that feeling at all at the moment. So. <laughs> uh, I have noticed that you you you're, you seem to be drawing a lot and just not getting those wins. Yeah, and, you know, if that's what it seems. It's like it, that's what you need. You need that. You just need that striker who's going to put it in the back of the net. Because I tell you what, a couple of wins and um, you're well out of that, and you're, you know, you're pushing up the up the league. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you know, because you well because you've got them points in the bank because you uh, you know you've drawn so many games, it only takes a couple of wins and you you can pull straight away from it, can't you? That's the thing. Yeah, it does. I mean, defensively, defensively, we're really strong, or at least we yeah. we thought we were really strong, and then we played played Bromley a couple of weeks ago and let in four. and that's the first one of those we've had all season where it's just not worked at all. We had a, we had. We had a 19-year-old defender missing, and apparently he is, you know, we know he's good, but it turns out he's that yeah. good that without him, it all goes to well, pot, pot at the back. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? 19-year-old as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, on loan from Bournemouth, um, Owen Bevan. He, he's very, ah. yeah, very good, but yeah, it turns out he's, he's a massive part of the team, which we kind of realised, but maybe you kind of take for granted, you know, he's a 19-year-old kid on loan, he's not that crucial and it turns out yeah turns out he was he was yeah <laughs> um obviously you played Bromley in in the week and got a draw how was how was the performance we've not played for a couple of weeks now so we're we're a bit out of practice yeah yeah I mean we was uh coming into that game and I didn't again didn't know what sort of team was going to set up I watched it on the stream and um yeah to be honest I thought uh we went in one nil at half time and I thought we we were we were a better team. We we were causing them quite a few problems, without having any really proper clear cut chances. We had a few little efforts, but yeah, I thought we were a better team. And then second half, we we do what we always do. We sort of just drop off a bit, start retreating a bit. I suppose you want to keep a clean sheet. You want to take away the three points. And um, yeah, we we can be our own. Yeah, we we make a mess of things too many times, and we we defend too deeply. We yeah, we lose concentration, and they get back into it. And then at the end, they had a goal disallowed, and they were the ones who looked like they were going to get all the points. So I mean, you know, from being on top to nearly losing it, I suppose at the end of the day, getting a getting a point was a pretty good result. But um, I thought we looked good, to be fair. Um, I think he could have made 
Uh, his substitution's a bit earlier. Maybe he freshened it up a little bit, but, you know, I'm not the manager. Down to Daryl, he's in charge. I, I, I just wash and shout, that's it. <laughs> and how how are things going with the manager? Well, yeah, always, see, the, the problem is, he's just, I was talking to Joel on our podcast the other day, um, and we were saying the same thing. It's like, it doesn't matter who the manager is of our club, right? He's always going to get pelters. Um, because as soon as they start, you know, results don't go. I suppose it's the same for everybody. But I think I think our fans think we're like Chelsea or something, and we can just, you know, get in a manager. No, nope, had enough of him. Let's get someone else in. No, nope, had enough of him. Get someone else. It don't work that way. You've got to give managers time. Um, I'm not I'm not Daryl's biggest fan, but I I like um, I like I, I like a manager to be given a chance. And I think you know, let's say, and I don't like the idea of like dropping managers halfway through a season either. I think you're going to do it, do it at the end of the season and then bring someone else in and let him have a go here. You know what I mean? But, yeah, um, yeah, there's always going to be the boo boys and as soon as we, as soon as we can see the goal, if we can see the goal for you on Saturday, you'll hear, a, you'll hear a load of supporters booing because, uh, yeah, they just don't, they, they just don't get it. It's like, yeah, it's not the end of the world. We've just conceded. You know what I mean? We might get back into this. But you, you get them everywhere, unfortunately. You get them everywhere. There'll be Yeovil Town fans listening to this thinking, if you'd been at Hewish Park when we played Oldershop yeah. in October and we, <laughs> it was bleak. It, I've never known an atmosphere like it. And, you know, a couple of days later, they, they sat Chris Hargreaves and have replaced him with Mark Cooper. And, you know, we've been unbeaten at home since he took over and everything's been... Everything's been pretty good, but you you still get people saying he doesn't know what he's doing and all this kind of thing. And it's like thinking about it's where we happen. were a few months ago compared to where we are now. Yeah, we're still yep. towards the bottom, but we, we'd we probably be right in the thick of those relegation spots had we not made that change. That's, that's my view anyway. Well, I mean, as I say, it works in some cases, but as I said, I don't think it'll do us any favours because this, you know, this manager's bringing his own players in and then... You know, we're not, we're not doing too bad. And the thing is, if you were to get rid of him now, that means a new manager comes in, he's going to bring all these new players in and completely change everything. So, you know, and so you're going back to square one, you've got to start all over again. We're at, well, I had us down this season to probably not make the playoffs, probably finish about 10th or whatever, because I thought our chance was last year to get into the playoffs. But as I say, you know, things are going a little bit better than I expected. So, you know, just... <laughs> I think just give him a chance and just see what happens, you know. And if it comes to it and he finishes outside the playoffs and it don't look like we've actually made any improvement from the last couple of years, then, yeah, all right, get rid of him. Bring someone else in. As long as it ain't John Steele again, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> I think, I think uh, yeah, I think most Yeovil fans listening to this would happily trade places. So, um, if you're, yeah, if you're willing to swap playoff position for... Towards the bottom end of the well, table, well, for a relegation yeah. battle, <laughs> mm, I might give that a miss. <laughs> uh, well, enjoy the game on Saturday. Uh, hopefully, well from our side, hopefully Yo will manage to nick something. But um, we'll chat to you next season, hopefully, unless you find yeah. your way out of the league. And uh, yeah, all the best for the weekend. Yeah, all the best to you as well. And uh, yeah, I, I hope you, uh, I hope you continue to start picking up the points. And um, yeah, I hope you. I hope you do well and you're you're out of that relegation zone pretty soon, to be fair. Thanks very much, Terry. No worries, mate. You take care, yeah?
You're listening to the Glovers Cast. Big thanks to Terry for coming back on the Glovers Cast to tell us all about Dagenham. Seventh in the table, and he sort of said that's okay. And uh, yeah, I I'd be very happy to swap our current position with with them. Um, they've they're a club that, and I said this, they're a club that often seems to leave it a little bit late to make a run for the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, they're in the thick of it at the moment. So, and I don't think um, Saturday is going to be an easy game. Not that any of them are easy games. And given our current situation, uh, our games are harder than they previously were anyway. But um, a tough, tough afternoon in store, I think. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I'm, I was looking for positives and they have lost their last two at home. Yeah. One of which, one of which to Maidenhead but it was the FA Trophy, so I don't know if there was any team news changes. And one to Woking, but everyone's losing to Woking. Are you roll? Um, uh, <sighs> <sighs> right to that, they were in pretty good, Nick. Um, overall, their form is is fair. They drew against Bromley last time around down at their place. They've been to Aldershot and picked up a win. And uh, yeah, things have been going okay for them, it, it must be said. Um what do we do about it then? Because we have shown against our match against Bromley, we don't do well with rustiness in the system. And as we look on to this, it'll be another two weeks since we last played. So rustiness might become a thing again. How important is it that we don't start as badly as we did against Bromley? Uh, yeah, really important. And I think it's really important that I mean Bevan starts, isn't it? <laughs> The, the glue of our defence. Um, I don't think any of us realised how important he was, but you know, like when we when we look back at what Stephen Colker was as a centre back for us, and it was like blindingly obvious how good it was. It was like having like the Rio Ferdinand of League of League One <laughs> in your team. He was just unreal. Um, it's a bit like we've got that without realising it. He's a bit more of a subtle defender. Like, he does stuff really well, but then we've taken him out of the team and it's all gone a little bit haywire. Um, so I think having having him back is going to be massive. Um, and other than that, I think the players, they've got so many good players at the top. Uh, Josh Walker was one that Terry particularly pointed, is on fire and... Um, is the you know the danger man at the moment more so than McCallum? McCallum's coming back from injury. Yeah, he only needs one opportunity. Um, but yeah, Josh Walker is one we need to watch out for. Yeah, Judy Marais as well. Another one that uh, feels like he doesn't necessarily. What's the word? Get the the plot. He goes on runs, Junior Marais. He scores like loads and then goes completely barren. I don't think he scored for a while, but it feels like he would score five in six and then he'll go on another run. So, yeah, they've got they've got more than enough in that squad, haven't they, to 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 be in amongst it at the business end um, come the end of the season. Do we then have to um, do we have to not county it, or we got to try and get at them and try and play some attacking football? I don't know. I think when you look back at the home game, we probably did not County and we nicked an early goal we nicked a goal and then defended with our lives for the entirety of the second half and I don't particularly think we want to be in that position where we're sort of sat back so much I don't think Mark Cooper's other than that not County game where it was you know death by football 
Um, I think we're in the way we're not really made for that. I think because we haven't played for so long and we've had so many additions and so many changes in the squad, it's really hard to predict what the team's even going to look like. And I think, you know, Mark Cooper said today how the the players have, you know, he's got a, pretty much a full squad of players. They've all been training really well. They've prepared for three different games this week. So how the preparation for those look, you know, was he going to line up differently to play last weekend than he was on the Tuesday? And then, you know, looking at Dagenham, did he have a totally different idea in mind about what his lineup was going to be? So it feels like we're going into this absolutely blind off the back of the 4-1 at Bromley. It does. Um, I think I think we have to... I think we have to almost try and go into this like we finished the game against Bromley. Second half was was better, but we had on the pitch attackers. We had players. I I don't think I want to see us Notts County things. I said after Notts County, in six weeks' time, I'm not sure I'll be overly keen on that. Yeah, and we're kind of at that point now where. Yeah, we've we've had some challenges and we've had some turnover and we've had some some games off and all the rest of it. But it's a lot of been together a while now under Cooper. He's been quite happy. We've been doing okay. It's time for us to start stepping up now. And I, I don't think we can go there and, and shut up shop early doors. We have got an okay record away at Dagenham. We won there last year. 1-0. Uh, who scored? Who scored? Wilco? Uh, no, McCallum on goal. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, time before that, nil-nil, and then lost the year before that. So if you want to get really... Great record. Yeah, if you want to get really picky, <laughs> the last time we scored a goal away at Dagenham was uh, Matt Worthington scoring a late, late goal, 82nd minute, what we assumed would be the equaliser, only for uh, Joe Quigley. To pop up to the other end and give Dagenham the win. Ah, uh, a ben. lot of a lot of football has been played since then. Yeah, uh, so I think I think you're right though. I think in terms of you know where we were at the time when we played Notts County, it was like we have to play that way to get anything from this game. Yeah. Whereas you know we've got JMD now. We've got um, Charlie Cooper's come into the squad. There's other players, Jack Clark, there's other players amongst that squad that weren't there before that you would like to think are, you know, they make us a different proposition now and teams might have to think about what, what we're doing more so than the other way around. Let's just hope we do that. I wonder, I, I do wonder, I think JMD is an absolute must to start. I think you're absolutely right. I think Owen Bevan has to come back into the side in some way, shape or form. Quite who you drop, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing the team news before I decide how much I'm looking forward to the game. <laughs> if we've got all defenders, if every one of them starts, if we've got Johnson, Williams, Hunt, Richards Everton, uh, Bevan, Record, Staunton, and then just Alex Fisher up front, I'll be a bit concerned. But if we've got the guts to get Jack Clark in the lineup, to get JMD in there, to get Charlie Wakefield in there, Fisher or Linton, and get attackers on the pitch early doors, then okay, I can I can get on board and and hopefully we'll have a bit of a go at them. Yeah, and I don't think I don't 
think Dagenham are, you know, they're, they're, if you look back at their results, they've kind of leveled out a little bit recently. Start of the season, it was absolute carnage. Yeah. Like they, they were conceding loads. There were games where they were scoring loads. Um, it's, yeah. So I think there's obviously something about them that, you know, that there is a, a Rick in there somewhere that maybe we can, maybe we can capitalize on, you know, it, it's that you really don't know what to expect because we've had so long off. Um, and that's not to say, you know, I don't, you know, I'm a hundred percent sure that they are fully prepared and they've been training like mad, but you, I, I think when you look at our squad, there's no way you can reproduce, you know, the intensity of a match, even if you had a better squad than we do. There's no way you can reproduce that intensity um, in in training to, um, you know, to prepare you for what it's going to be like on a match day. So just have to see how it goes, won't we? Yeah, we'll kind of have more that we can say probably off uh, uh, next week's midweek podcast, really, until such time. We haven't really... We haven't really got anything we can say, have we? To be honest with you, <laughs> no. We've we've done How's well. We've been. <laughs> we've we've done well to get thirty three minutes out of this. Do you want an in depth report about my midweek trip to Farsley Celtic? Yeah, because that's Why about not? all. That's about all I can tell you about local yeah. football. It was a, a bit of a bog. The pitch cut up badly. Big game at the bottom of the National League North. Big six pointer. Farsley go two 0 up the first half. And then it is backs to the wall, defending the Alamo style. Buxton got one back and then just banged on the door for the last 20 minutes. It was one-way traffic. Fazdi held on. Huge three points at the bottom of the National League North. And I had a really nice chicken pie, chips, mushy peas and gravy for six quid with a can of pop. Nice. What pop? Uh, I had, it was Pepsi Max with lime. Oh. Really nice. Nice. Big yeah. fan. Okay. Uh, yeah, a locally made. I like it was made in a the pie was made in the butchers about 500 yards away from the ground. Wow, six quid that's good. It was great, loved it. Did you have a beer as well? Or no, I you... didn't have a beer, I was driving. Oh, okay, driving, so no. Um, but yeah, really good. There you go. That was my midweek. I saw some live football, I saw the green and whites win. What's the cost for a Farsley Southwick game? 14 quid. Oof, a bit more than I thought it would be. Well, National League North, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only one league below us. Well, yeah, I suppose it is. Well, that that was good. So I, I, a whole, I was out of the house for less than three hours. I left about quarter past seven, and I got back in the door just before 10 p.m. I spent a grand total of exactly six quid, uh, a grand total of exactly 20 quid, sorry, 14 yeah. plus six. Good work <laughs> on the maths. Maths, yeah. Yeah, maths, and yeah, good times. Well, nice. I was going to ask whether or not we were concerned about the fact that uh, Bristol City had sold their number one keeper and whether that would have a knock-on effect to Will Buse. But they've since gone and signed another goalkeeper, so I wasn't, I'm not going to ask that anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure a substitute in the National League is <laughs> knocking on the door of a championship goalkeeper. I was thinking if everyone else jumped one up the pecking order, he might go from fourth choice to third choice or whatever and have to go back. But Okay. Hey, see what I'm going with that? Yes, yeah, they're like losing said, a few, aren't they? Semenyo is going to, he's going to go to Bournemouth. We've talked about Forest Green Rovers and Bristol City. Well, Bristol and a bit closer than. Well, maybe we should just start a uh, Southwest. <laughs> what are Plymouth doing? <laughs> no flying. Idea. Plymouth yeah. are flying. 
Um, um, there's no um, there's no loan watch to tell you about. They all got cancelled. I was no. going to tell you about the midweek loan watches. There's a nice what? picture of Olivier Olbert at, at Lemington. I guess he hasn't made his debut, has he? He doesn't. He's the. I, it's again. It's they don't look happy. Is it just the trend to not take pictures of players smiling? I mean, don't don't smile for this. Like when a camera is held up in my face, it's just automatic. Like oh, smile. Whereas when these footballers have their pictures taken, it's just like sit there with a straight face, isn't it? Every time. Not quite Michael and Goo, who was physically angry to be signing for you. <laughs> find that old picture somewhere. Um, so there you go. I have I have nothing to tell you. <laughs> nothing. Nothing to tell you. All right. Uh, We're done. <laughs> Thirty-six minutes in. Thirty-six it. minutes in. Well, yeah, Terry's Terry's chat will, will make it longer. Well, of all you listener, you will already know that Terry's chat has made it longer because you'll be looking at your watching. Hold on a minute. That's what what that is exactly what she said. <laughs> um, if Terry's <laughs> chat has made it longer for you, you need to seek help. Um, <laughs> there's one question. Oh, go for it. There's one I've, GCQ. I've, I've checked Facebook and I've even gone and done it properly. Unlike Dave, there's nothing on the Facebook. Um, did you? Oh, hang on a second. What? I. Don't, I... Right, I'm going to admit that I didn't listen to the <laughs> listen to the podcast. Did you anger it? Just if you if you at least downloaded it, so that the numbers are. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I always download it. I rage quit, and uh, you know I uploaded it, and I was like, "Was it? I'm done." Um, okay. Did you answer Robin's Robin Bachelor's question? Because I, I think that came in after. Uh, if no. you could take Yeovil on a preseason tour anywhere in the world, <gasps> what teams no. would you want us to play, and why? That's a great shout from Robin Bachelor. Yeah, that um, came in after recording, so we can. There we go. We've dug another one out. Um, so does that mean you don't know what your favourite ice lolly is that we named for you? <laughs> no. Just saying, if anyone comes up to you near an ice cream can and buys you a knobbly bobbly, you'll now know why. Oh, great. Um, yeah, uh, and also you, um, you chose Shrek to go into the Overtown team. You said, well, which cartoon character would you sign to strengthen the Overtown first team? You put Shrek. Did I? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. I, I had can... Sonic and Dave had someone else on the wing. But yeah, you had Shrek. Okay, I can see that. Um, if you could take you over on a preseason... Well, we were promised a preseason tour to Blue Sky Turfs. Um, America's. We... Yeah. <laughs> the, the crazy... Well, what were those little islands called? Uh, I'm going to Google it now, Ben. Because Richard Martin went, on, went and signed for them, didn't he? The goalkeeper. We were going to. We signed a 1.25 million sponsorship deal. Great stuff. With Blue Sky in uh, 2011. Oh. oh, and the BBC can't find the link to the page despite it coming up on. Uh, hang on, what's this one? Sportspromedia.com. Blue Sky yeah. will invest a total of 1.25 million, 2 million US dollars in the Somerset Club of which 750000 will be spent on a new artificial playing surface for the community and club use. Uh, the remaining 500000 800000 US dollars set aside to fund preseason tours to North America and the Caribbean, Caribbean for the next 10 years. Lovely. Yeah, Richard Martin, the goalkeeper, went to a little island somewhere and signed on loan. Yeovil Chief Executive Martin Starnes said... Oh, small world. This partnership represents an important part of our ongoing development plans and is a fabulous agreement for the club and the community. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Blue Sky International to Yeovil. They bring with them a wealth of expertise in the provision of first-class sports facilities. 
We are really looking forward to working with them. The artificial service that will be installed is specifically designed for football and will improve the training facilities for the club and its centre of excellence, as well as providing the local community with a top-class pitch that can be used for training and matches all year round. Also, by facilitating pre-season tours to North America, they will provide the first team with excellent opportunities to prepare for the campaign each year. Never, wow. did, never did get the uh, Puerto Rico Islanders, so it was. <laughs> Puerto Rico Islanders. There was there was a there was a 10 there was a 10-year sponsorship that was. Signed in when? 2011. Can't believe that expired so quietly a couple of years ago. No, I know. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. There we go. There's, there's always it's, there's it's, always been it's, something, sorry, hasn't it, there? <laughs> the Puerto Rico Islanders soon went out of business. They? They dissolved in 2012. Oh wow. Yeah, there's no mention of that. The, sure. so the blue sky thing. They also ended. We're going to, you know, talk about another club. Here. They also ended up at Port Vale doing something as well. Um, never mind. Oh, there's a link on a Port Vale forum to the green room. The green room tomb.co.uk. <laughs> wow, wow. Some clubs still have forums, Ben. This is amazing. Um, yeah. So very odd that was. Maybe we'll talk about that one day. If Martin Starnes wants to come on and talk. Talk to us about the Blue Sky International thing. That could be a, a throwback podcast, couldn't it? We could have done with some <laughs> first class facilities there? and an all weather training pitch. We're still good. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, dear. so th- th- that's my choice. I'm taking us, I'm taking so you're us, going back to Puerto Rico. I'm going to, um, yeah, yeah, okay. I want to go to. Where do I want to go, Ben? No, you tell me. It's your question. Let's go to uh, Argentina. Okay. Learn from the World Cup champions. Learn from the best. Um, the teams I want to play. I want to see Yeovil play at La Bombonera. Wow. Um, play Boca Juniors. Let's stick off River Plate as well while we're over there. Why not? And... Um, how many fixtures do we need? I think three. Mm, yeah, three's fine. No, let's go Independiente as well then. So okay, cool. three three Argentinian teams. Um, yeah, let's take over La Bombonera. Nice, nice, do it. Uh, right, where were the questions? I retweeted it just to see if any others came through, but there hasn't been there hasn't been any others through. So, uh, one question from Finley Charles. Uh, let me try and word this carefully. Yeah, just remember, <laughs> just remember, we have the lawyers hovering at all times. So you know, yes. Uh, we are now entering the time slot where uh, the takeover is supposed to complete. Uh, I don't know if we can answer this. Um, Buy the stadium, blah, 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 build a housing estate, according to in-the-know accounts. Um, on a scale of one being it won't and ten being it definitely... I don't understand the question, to be honest with you. I think we just break it down to, on a scale of one to ten, wrong scale for a start. Yeah, um, seven, always seven. Uh, do, do you think this, this takeover will happen? And where do you sit? For the record... Uh, Finley is currently at a four, which is just below half, so a three in seven terms. Um, as the last time that Scott was silent, he sold the ground. Um, 
so do you, on a scale of one to one to seven because you know it's how we play around here um the rules where, where where do you currently sit on whether or not a takeover will or won't happen a four a four <laughs> slap bang in the middle slap bang in the middle because i i don't know either i don't have any indication that it's not going to happen and i don't have any indication that it is going to happen other than what we've been told on was it new year's eve mm, new year's eight. day yeah <laughs> yeah no Sounds news like... is good no news is good news is it I'm, I'm glad i'm glad your intonation went up at the end of that <laughs> it was a question it was a question no news is good news i think um what do you think ben where are you i think we've got a huge vacuum of knowledge once again and that does nobody any favors Mm, i agree as we found out twice to our detriment (laughs) vacuums are bad yes i i I have no idea really and it was and if mr dyson is listening i wasn't specifically referring to your vacuums okay not nigel not the no not the historical oracle no, okay. Big um, Nigel Dyson fan. Were you were you disappointed that no one asked about the takeover? I was a little bit disappointed about. Today. I was a little bit disappointed that there weren't slightly more questions asked about certain other things. If I'm being brutally honest, a nine minute pre match press conference, having not played for two weeks, having not played for two weeks, there could have been questions about. We don't know whether or not the official complaint went into the PGMOL, and whether or not it's been returned. That was a question that could have been asked. We could have asked a question that I posed to you earlier about whether or not there's been any regrets or thoughts or feelings about some of the terminology that's been used recently. There could have been questions about the process that the club has to go through, because I don't know. I'm just guessing that we have to go out and get certain people at certain times. We could have clarified that. There could have been another takeover question. I thought Mark Cooper kind of gave two whacking great opportunities when he said, um, talked about Scunthorpe and their takeover. And he talked about how there probably wasn't going to be any more incomings because of everything that's going on in the background. I mean, if that's not an open door to kick through, I don't know what is. So, yeah, a little bit. I, I I don't know where where things are at the moment, but I feel like those those questions could have been asked a little bit more. Again, football manager probably plays a flat back to that and just says, "Don't know. That's above my head." Much like Darren Sal did to us when we asked him all those many yonks ago. But yeah, yeah, I just yeah, I feel like. Other questions could have been asked. Yeah, I think I think Mark Cooper's, although he's, I think he is the type of manager to uh, um, bat it back to you. At the same time, I think he's a type. You know those managers who have like a little glint in their eye when they say something. I think, and here's my Arsenal head. I think back to when Arsene Wenger knew that Arsenal were signing Meza Ozil, and he just gave a little like the slightest smile when he answered a question. It was like this knowing grin that Meza Ozil was about to join the club um, yeah I think he's got that sort of that about him a little bit but there you go there's some freebies for next week yeah hey, you can have them um, are we done are we wrapping this up after well, yeah we'll... I'm done I've finished Game of Thrones now but I'd already finished it once but we've just finished re-watching Game of Thrones and now I've got to find something else to watch I've not watched it once if anyone has if... yeah oh, well that's on you have, uh, you, if anyone... have you watched Ted Lasso? Yeah. Actually, I haven't it. watched that either. Everyone said it's oh, amazing. Mate, it's brilliant. No, <laughs> it's I haven't brilliant. watched it. Uh, well, what's, yeah. it, what's it on? Is that uh, a Disney one? Apple. Oh, I don't have Apple. Um, it's fine. I, don't know what, I don't know what to say, Ben. So, yes, you, you might can... be able to find a free trial somehow. 
yeah it might often you often you can do something and it's like oh you can get apple to apple tv for a month and you yeah, can just true. binge it it's brilliant it's so good okay okay well if anyone else has any other suggestions for ian's tv watching um do get in touch um yeah, if you're gonna them, I, i've already watched the last of us sorry ben i'm, I'm no. already watching the last of us so, so don't suggest that one <laughs> If you're going to Dagenham, have fun. Bring back three points, everybody. Um, please just play some football. Um, so long as it's Is Dave safe. going? Probably. <laughs> I've no idea. Dave, fire up the generator and let us know. Dave, Dave, how's the power, mate? Are you, are you, are you back? Are you back, Dave? 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 And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.